This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, January 28, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. When Barack Obama talked on the campaign trail, he often inveighed against companies that receive tax breaks after shipping jobs overseas. Dan Griswold, director of the Cato Institute's Center for Trade Policy Studies, says singling out those companies now for tax hikes can have a particularly painful negative side effect. Well, first, when they talk about shipping jobs overseas, what do they mean exactly? And and if they mean U.S. companies investing in operations abroad, well, you're indicting pretty much all of corporate America. About 2,500 U.S. companies have affiliates abroad. That's the definition of a multinational company. They have between 9 and 10 on average affiliates abroad. Why do they invest abroad? Because that's where their customers are. You know, 94% of the world's, 95% of the world's population lives outside the United States, three-quarters of the world's buying power. Investing in foreign companies is increasingly the way U.S. companies reach their customers. You know, for every billion dollars that U.S. companies export from the United States in goods, they're selling $6 billion worth of goods from their foreign uh, affiliates. They invest abroad because uh, they're closer to their customers. Uh, Yes, they can take advantage of certain realities in the host country. Uh, Sometimes it's access to lower-skilled labor. Sometimes it's access to high-skilled labor and research uh, facilities. Uh, And their transportation networks, uh, it's hard to transport stuff long distances, and when you can produce it closer to the customers, uh, you're better off. There's, There's lots of reasons for investing abroad If we raise taxes, we'll cripple the ability of U.S. companies to reach their customers abroad. And for uh, high-tech products, supply chains demand your ability to draw from uh, diversity of different manufacturers at once. Absolutely. Uh, That's In fact, that's one of the big stories of globalization in, in the 21st century. The old model of we just make stuff here, everything here, and then ship it abroad is is outdated. The way U.S. companies remain competitive is by outsourcing certain parts of the production process. You know, the the iPod, for example. Uh, they're, they're stamped, made in China, assembled in China, uh, but all the design, uh, the, the brain power behind it is here in the United States. In fact, a, a typical iPod, say a $300 iPod, uh, just a fraction of the value ends up in, in China. Most of it is here in the United States. Uh, a good third or a quarter of it goes to Apple and their, their shareholders, retailers, uh, not to mention the, the U.S. teenagers that are getting the in, enjoyment out of it. So in light of that, what is the relevance of comparing simply imports to exports that is so often in the news? Yeah. And of course, Lou Dobbs likes to, likes to talk about the, the, the old trade deficit argument, and it's a number that's talked about so much, and yet it means so little, really. Uh, some people think of it as a, as a scorecard when, in fact, it, it, it means very, very little. It just keeps track of the goods and services that cross uh, the, the, the U.S. border. But increasingly, goods are sold by foreign-owned affiliates. We're selling U.S. products but they're made uh, in affiliates abroad, but uh, U.S. brand products. Foreigners are selling products here by locating in the United States. And let's not forget the other side of that are our investment flows. The U.S. Uh, is a net receiver of foreign investment uh, from around the world. You know, people wring their hands about investment in China and Mexico. Well, I show in the, the free trade bulletin that we just published that the average uh, flows of manufacturing investment to China and Mexico in the 
recent years has been about $2 billion a year uh, to China and, and to Mexico each. Well, let's put that in perspective. U.S. companies are sending about $22 billion a year to Europe, yet I don't hear politicians complain about shipping jobs to England. Uh, and an even more important figure, uh, close to $60 billion a year in manufacturing investment is coming into the United States from other countries. Uh, for example, into the automobile sector from Japan uh, and Europe. And meanwhile, U.S. companies, U.S. manufacturing companies, are investing about $165 billion a year in domestic manufacturing. So the, the amount that we are shipping to China and Mexico is a trickle compared to what's coming in from abroad and what's being invested by U.S. manufacturers in our own manufacturing base. What would be your advice to uh, President Obama and the people he'll be working with in trying to craft a policy that is uh, beneficial to U.S. taxpayers uh, and uh, businesses? Foreign investment by U.S. companies is not a jobs issue. That's the first thing they need to understand. In fact, uh, the, the research shows that when U.S. companies expand their investment activities abroad, their production activities abroad, they tend to expand their activities here at home. Uh, when, when the market is good and your customer demand is rising, uh, you not only produce more abroad, but you have more demand back home for managers and lawyers and engineers and production workers. Uh, and, and all the evidence shows that when employment at affiliates expand, employment at the parent company Expand so it's a, it's a phony uh, jo jobs issue. Secondly, it's a competitive issue for U.S. companies. Uh, most governments around the world do not tax their foreign affiliates uh, the profits that their foreign affiliates make. So here, U.S. companies are trying to compete against German companies and French companies and Japanese companies in these important emerging markets. And if we repeal the deferral on foreign earnings, we're just going to impose the already too high U.S. corporate tax rate on the activity of U.S. multinationals abroad and put them at a competitive disadvantage. They'll, they'll bring that capital back home. Who knows what they'll do with it uh, here, but they're not going to be able to reach their customers abroad. They're just going to cede foreign markets uh, to, uh, to, to foreign uh, competitors and U.S. workers, U.S. companies, U.S. investors will be worse off, not better off. Dan Griswold is director of the Cato Institute's Center for Trade Policy Studies. You can read his recent briefing paper at freetrade.org.